Alrighty, hello and welcome back to the Tailgate Talk. It is episode seven. We are here recording on Thursday, October eighth. Uh, there's a lot going on Very in exciting. the NFL world. We are joined uh, by both of our co-hosts and co-founders here, Evan and Scott. Uh, how we doing, boys? Hey, what a, All right. What a great hey, my name is Cole. I'm checking in from Texas. It is a beautiful day this year here this afternoon. Um, we are getting ready for some football. We're, we're tailgating a little bit. Uh, Scott's up in Massachusetts. Evan is in Arkansas. Um, how is the weather in your parts here today, boys? It's Fucking pretty brick. Sucks. It's ass. <laughs> it's hot, and there's a fucking construction crew right behind my house. It's really, really annoying. Damn. I've been yeah. stuck inside like a study that. hall all day that they purposely turned down the temperature to. So I uh, felt like I needed some hand warmers coming out of class. <laughs> I kind of like that. No, I don't. Oh, man. Well, we've got uh, a lot of stuff going on in the NFL related to the coronavirus and the COVID-19 pandemic um titans bills uh one of the first games on the docket uh for the sunday slate is uh is in doubt currently as of this morning uh the titans just had their 30 their 23rd positive test come back this morning so um looking uh looking like there's some things that need to be happening i guess uh evan do you want to give your thoughts on uh on this situation here so it has to get they have to forfeit. They have to forfeit. Forfeit. Yes, they have to forfeit. Um. So I, uh, they sh- What happened? Which is it's actually like very, very unlike Vrabel to do this. I mean, he might not be the mastermind of what's going on there, but first off, they postponed their game against the Steelers, in which the Steelers had to essentially they had to forfeit their bye week and had to postpone that eight weeks away or no four weeks away. So Pittsburgh found the Titans that out like got a Thursday of that they yeah. had a bye week. The the Titans kind of got like a pass. And I say that because all today the Twitter sphere was talking about like the Titans, like what should the Titans punishment be? And I was like, the fuck mean punishment? Like no one asks to get COVID. Turns out that it was a widely kept secret that nobody in the Titans locker room gave a flying fiddlers, you know what, about masks. Like, they didn't care. And, in fact, they knew that they had positive tests and played anyway. So, like, that is a punishment. They need to forfeit. They need to forfeit. They absolutely cannot play that game. And the Bills should not be, like, they should not take a tie. And they don't, they, like, Titans can't have two bye weeks. They need to forfeit. Like, that. I think that, I don't know who is responsible for it, but did you guys hear any of that? Like, they were treating it as a punishment? I did not know. Yeah. I did not see that, no. This Um, reminds me of one thing, though, um, in a different sport with how how Miami started the season in the MLB, where they mm -hmm. had their, like, a majority of their team come down with COVID, and it clearly ran through their clubhouse, but they didn't have to lose any games because whoever made the playoffs was based on a percentage, like your winning percentage. I don't see that being a viable option in the NFL when people are playing less games. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. I mean... I mean, this is resembling of what happened in the MLB. We talked about this last week that, like, everybody's going to come down with it. Like, not everybody, but there's going to be cases at the beginning of the season, and they're still going to play it. They're just going to figure it out. But 
the MLB had a, a shortened season with 60 games. You can't shorten the NFL game, season. Right? It's just not like it's just not going to work. It's not that long. So they're right. So like, what what is the solution? I guess so. The tight do the Titans forfeit like the rest of their season? Do they only forfeit this week? Like, what is what's the next? Step? I think they for they. I think they have to continue going through the season forfeiting until they can. They either forfeit. They have wait a minute. They have twenty three positive tests. That's that's almost everybody on their field. You forfeit this week. Well, that's there there are some team field. employees. Not not not. It wasn't all players and coaches. There were also team employees. That's still a lot that's of true. players, though. That's a lot. Like still, yeah. Everybody's in the building. That's twenty three people in the building. So right I now, a- I think I think because like it came out that they willingly held it from people and put people at risk. You need to forfeit. Mm-hmm. A, B, like the the third week that they've been entangled within this COVID shit, they need to either forfeit again or field the necessary players and then essentially take that loss. I mean, fuck, we lost Cam Newton. That, we, with Cam Newton and on the Gilmore. field against the Chiefs, that's a win. It, yeah, if you put me behind center against the Broncos, I could probably win. So, like, we can put J- – we'll talk about that when the game comes up. But, like, we had to deal with the losses that we took due to COVID. So are other teams. Like, the Titans are not special, even though there is a Belichick disciple that's coaching. Like, it's – they need to they need to forfeit or pl- forfeit or play like you have to forfeit this week. I'm going to keep saying it. Forfeit that so, game. If you have any semblance <laughs> of, of humanity, forfeit that game. So I have a question for you guys. Yes, sir. So you know how going into the these condensed and shortened seasons that everybody's perception was, oh, these games don't matter as much yes. as they would, and the championship is therefore less than what mm-hmm. it was in years Tainted prior and whatever. Yeah, with COVID being a factor in the NFL, with not a condensed season, do you give it the same amount of weight, less weight, or more weight? Because I think um, that it has a case to be weighted more when you're dealing with COVID in a locker mm-hmm. room. So, baseball, I think that whoever wins the World Series, that is more weighted more weighted than it usually would because you have 60 games to prove that you belong in the playoffs and you have like the the postseason is going to be longer and played in much different weather. I think it means Mm -hmm. a lot more because you don't have enough practice. You literally don't. Um, Basketball, I think is weighed less because it's like the bubble, like the priest, the post, not the post, the regular season bubble, if you will, where we played like eight games, like that was bullshit. Like the Suns should be. Yeah, that yeah. was just flagrantly just disrespectful to the teams that were there. But they were However, just trying it's to more, time manage. The like say what you will about LeBron and all those guys, but they they have taken an emotional toll because they've been away from their families for months now. Like yeah, they've been in, sure. they've essentially been in isolation for the entertainment of you and I. That is an emotional toll. But that, like that, uh, what do you call it? Like that, uh, wait, no, that championship that they win is I value. I would put an asterisk on that solely because like if you don't ha- like people opted out, like people chose to protest and chose not to go to that bubble. When in a regular season, you're under contract. You don't have the obligation to do that. Like, but, well, and that's what's so different about this season is that it's in a pandemic. So you have the option to, opt but out. do you see right. that as a bigger hurdle that you need to overcome? And by doing so, is that, does that work towards your favor? Do you, well, do you see so what I'm in, saying? Right. Well, so in basketball, like 
one of the like prime example, the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets were a solid team, but they lost certain players, some due to COVID, and then some due to opting out because of the racial inequity. Like Kyrie Irving. If you put Kyrie Irving in the bubble, like a person who doesn't really have like anything holding him back from being a top performer, the Brooklyn Nets might still be in it. Like they they might be beating the Celtics out of that. Like they might be the new Raptors. We might be losing to them with Kyrie Irving on that team. There's several other players that chose to opt out, not because of COVID, but because of racial inequity. Like, but like, but even the mere thing of opting out, like that's not like, that's not legitimate to me. Like that you, you didn't play the real talent that you signed up to play. And you chose to opt out not only a, like essentially of your contract, which is a shitty thing because essentially these people are working for a business, but like they opted out of doing their job. So like, like, and, but serious people opted out of doing their job, I, whatever the case may be in football. I think this is the exact same. Like the only thing that's different about this season, like I, I, I weigh this Super Bowl, whoever wins it is the exact same. Like not like the only thing that's different is that there's no people to watch it there, but there is in some stadiums. So like the only thing that's changing is that home versus away don't mean a fucking thing this season. That but like it rarely does. Like as you like, maybe, maybe things would be a little different and we'll talk about that going forward. But actually just to bring it up, because this is probably the only game that would matter in that case, the Browns versus the Cowboys, the Browns, in Arlington at AT&T Stadium, do not put up 49 points against Dak no. Prescott and America's team. Not a chance right. in hell. Not a chance. Also, the Patriots don't put up 30 points against the MVP, Russell Wilson, against the 12th man. That just doesn't yeah. happen. I don't care. So, like, that's the only thing that's changing. Or in Chiefs Kingdom, for that yeah. matter. That's the only I mean, thing that's changing. But, like, this season means just as much and is just as exciting to watch. I'm going to say that until like there's another Tennessee Titans thing where another team goes under. Cause like the Titans are mm-hmm. a serious competitor this year. Tannehill's got it. Derrick Henry's got it. Their defense is there. They have all these weapons, but like if another team, like for example, if the Steelers go under, then people are going to start looking at this, like, should we even continue? And then when, then you're going to hear like reporters say, well, they shouldn't have even played this season because like, this is just an entertainment machine that's putting people at risk. So, like, this shouldn't have counted, but whoever won, like, whoever won is going to be looked upon as the team that survived all the wrath, if that makes sense. Like, right. Which should, that's, that's just on, I think that would be unfair, but like, what do I know? I'm not a, I'm not an athlete like these guys, but, you know. Unfair for sure. But I think that's just another thing that you have to overcome during the season. And I guess whoever makes it to the end of the finish line is going to have that, that, exuberance where you've just championed something that's larger than yourself. And I think in that sense, it might be weighed more for whoever wins, not necessarily for the sample size as a whole, but. Yes, I agree. And and that was kind of in the NHL. That was what Gary Bettman said when he presented the Stanley cup to the Tempe lightning, where this, that postseason in that bubble was different than none other because of all those hurdles like this, championships still mattered the same if not more because those guys were away from their families for longer the postseason was expanded so they had more teams to battle off and everything like that so I think that's kind of going to be the same with MLB as well where it was a sprint to the finish line and then it was an extended postseason so there's more there's more teams but you had less time to really make your case that you're a good team and make it to the playoffs so 
I, I'm, I'm with you guys on, on all of those fronts where I think the NFL is still the same. I think the NHL and the MLB are weighted a little bit more, and I do think the, the NBA was weighted a little bit less. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, everybody's always going to look back on, on, 20, on the 2020 sports calendar as the pandemic seasons, right? It's all, we're always going to remind, be reminded of everything that happened this year. So no matter what, I think all of these champions, you know, will have that kind of, not even an asterisk, but like an afterthought, like a footnote, like played during the pandemic, one through the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? I got to admit, yes. I think this baseball season is so exciting only because we're seeing Little League baseball being played at a major league level <laughs> with the seven inning doubleheaders. Like, how? Yeah. Like, I can't even think of a point in time where I've thought that that would have been a reality in MLB. Golly, I know, right? Or starting with a man on second base and in extra see, innings, that's, right? Like, that's kind of like an equalizer, <laughs> though, with, with each team getting the opportunity to have that, though. But sure. just, I don't know, seven innings that materially alters the game in the sense that you have to change who you're going to throw and win and your, your player management. Like, it's just something I never thought I would live to see, it's especially in such a traditional sport. Right. right. I got to tell you well, guys, uh, in, in the span of uh, – or in the interest of seeing things that you never thought you were going to live through, I think – 2020 is going to jumpstart a lot of changes in our lifetime that I don't think any of us are ever oh, going to yeah. see. And I don't mean oh, to bring yeah. it to a political level, but have you guys been hearing about like the changes that might happen with like the Supreme Court? Like people are talking about, mm-hmm. yeah, what'd you say? Yeah, like they're flood the court. Calling, yeah, add more justices. For, yeah, that, I would have never thought of, I would, I heard that on the news this morning and I was like, wait, what did that guy just say? Like, yeah, is that my dreaming? Like, yeah, I mean, I didn't mean to bring it there. I, I was just saying, like, yeah. So we we'll, we can reel back into uh, reel back into sports a little bit. I guess we can uh, dive into this uh, the NFL slate here in Week Five. Uh, before we do that, rather, uh, we finished the first quarter of the NFL season. So uh, first four weeks, uh, it was interesting. Like we've already established. Um, Evan has some top performers from the first quarter of the NFL season. Gentlemen, can you guess who the top passing yard quarterback is in the NFL right now? Is it Josh Allen? Hmm. He is number two. That was my guess. That was a shot. Number one, Um, 1,690 (laughs) yards is Dak Prescott. Now let's talk about why. Dak Prescott. Mari Cooper. So, no. So, anybody listening to this, Please, for the rest of your life, look at statistics with a grain of salt. And for the next nine people that I want to talk to you about, actually, sorry, eight, you're going to see why. Dak Prescott has 1,690 yards because he has put up numbers with 40, 38, and 31 in the past four weeks against absolutely dog shit defenses. But he's currently one and three. So in order to even stay afloat in a football game, the Cowboys defense is so bad that he has to throw for 500 yards a game, literally to keep his head above water. Um, the Josh Allen is also on this list of being top five in passing yards. But then again, so is Matt Ryan, another team with the same exact tail where their defense is a laughable joke that they have to throw so far in order to literally stay above water. So now let's talk about rushing. Gentlemen, can you guess who the top 
flair with rushing yards, and they also have this for rushing touchdowns is in the NFL. Hmm. I'm going to go with Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is fifth in rushing touchdowns. I, I could Damn. not tell you. It's a weird one. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook has 424 yards uh, and six touchdowns. Here's I mean, a fun that's right, fact. But is he going to stay healthy? Yeah, I think he will. Um, fun Looks fact like is that Cam Newton is currently second. So, <laughs> shout out him. He's the man. Damn. Uh, total Wait. receiving yards. Can you take a guess? It's actually tied between these two guys. Diggs? You are correct. Wow. And Julio no. Jones? DK Metcalf. Which is weird because he's so young. He's going to have a really bright future. Um, Man, he's a beast. Total passing yeah, he touchdowns. He's an animal. What did you say? Passing yes. touchdowns? Uh, is it Russell Wilson? It is Russell Wilson? Wilson with 16, which means he has four passing touchdowns Bingo. per game on average. That, like, makes me want to throw up. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but guess what? Our boy Tommy 12 is at, uh, tied for fourth with none other than Patrick Mahomes with 11 passing touchdowns. Yeah, you had so a good game hold my pocket, Chiefs. Um, total receiving touchdowns. Who do you got? Couldn't tell you. Um, um, DK Metcalf. No, Mike Evans. Hmm. He's currently tied with the tight end for the Green Bay Packers, Robert Tanyan, which is weird. Um, I won't go wow. further into tackles, but Eric Kendricks is leading in the league with total tackles at 45, which is phenomenal. Damn. Um, total sacks is Zadarius Smith and the Green Bay Packers with Miles Garrett actually being tied with him, which is actually pretty cool because, I mean, even though he's a dick, I kind of like seeing young guys with excellent stats. And then interceptions was weird, but some guy on the Jets, Pierre Desir, has three interceptions this year. They still suck. I think he had two uh, last Thursday yeah. night. Or, yeah. yeah. I feel like this early on, it's just a matter of where you're lining up in the field. Cause, yeah, I mean. Right. Like, like you were saying last week, Evan, where um, who was it? Xavier Rhodes led the league in pick sixes. But, like, there were 15 people tied with him with yeah, two. Yeah, there still right. are. Like, He's on this list for two, um, along with another so. guy on his team. One Damn. thing that I do want to – I want to give this guy a shout-out because I think he's drastically underrated. Currently fifth in receiving yards with 387 yards through four games is Terry McLaurin on the Washington football team. He's producing okay. – he's producing that number with literally nobody to throw it to him. Like, that actually, like <laughs> – that's incredibly impressive. Like, that, like, he deserves more of a shine for that. Thursday game. Here we are previewing the Thursday night game, Bucks. Bears beats Battlestar uh, Galactica. Uh, everybody knows the last time Nick Foles and, and Tom Brady played. Uh, obviously, that Philly special was in illegal formation, but we won't uh, talk about that part. No. But, uh, Why would anyone think we would ever talk about that, today, boys? So, thoughts on God. tonight's game? I don't know. I mean, I think this could go either way. Um, I feel like the Buccaneers' offense is kind of overpowering at this point. I just don't see the Bears outscoring the Buccaneers. I'm going to go 21 Bear, uh, 21 Buccaneers, 14 Bears. I like that. I like that. So, um, so let's talk about this a little bit. So, Bucks are coming off a pretty well-fought win against an interesting team. Uh, 
it was kind of weird seeing a rookie quarterback and Justin Herbert kind of throw around our Man. boy for a little bit, but it's Tom Brady. So you have to know he came what back. Um, the bears are coming off a really boring loss. They're kind of like an imploding team right now. Uh, just like I said in the last episode, like they need to be brought down to speed. Like they can apologize to everybody now for being three, and Um So <laughs> Tampa Bay is favored by four and a half on the road. I think that's easily feasible. They're both three and one. So this is probably going to be our, probably like a decent game to watch. Um, should be an easy win. Probably the best. No, the first one, game. Texans Chiefs. That was a pretty good one. Um, oh yeah. And plus, Chiefs certainly really get yeah, the, uh, the 2018 rematch there for the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's a, so. That's actually a key insight that I have here for Chicago is that like you got to figure out what's going on with Big Dick Nick, and he's beaten Tom Brady before. So he, I think he knows how to do it better than anybody, besides Eli Manning. Fuck both of those guys. Um, in order for, for for Tampa Bay for this to be a big game to them, Tommy, we love you, but stop giving up pick sixes. Don't do it. This, please don't do it. We hate to see it. Man. Um, Mike Evans is obviously. What was that streak? He still has he had a one. streak that he threw a pick six and it's still going. Pick, he's thrown, How many games is it? Like he's seven th- or He's eight? thrown six pick sixes in his last six games. Yeah. Man. That's tough. Including two That's as wild. a Patriot. <laughs> yeah, not good. Exactly. His last what do you throw think is not clicking for him? Is it just his belief in himself? It's like. Is it outgrowing his ability? No, 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 no. He, I think it's just he just doesn't have the time with his team, right? He didn't have any preseason. He's still finding I think the so too, but like he leads guy. his receivers way too much. Like, remember in New England last year, he was throwing the ball into the dirt on it, like one of the quick on the quick slants to Olszewski or Edelman. Like, they're just not catchable so was, balls anymore. I was talking about this with a, a coworker of mine. And uh, I think he and I kind of agreed that like there's a there's a what what makes what di- what differs between an elite quarterback and a good quarterback is the connection that you can make with like a wide receiver. So Brady can Brady has done it with people like Dion Branch, Troy Brown, Gronk, Edelman, Wes Welker. Um, he was ch- kind of finding it with Chris Hogan. He kind of found it with Amendola. Like he doesn't even. He doesn't even care about the the cornerback that's on this receiver. He can just put the ball wherever he wants it to because he knows the guy's speed and he's going to get it there. Aaron Rodgers can do that. Russell Wilson can do that. Pat Mahomes can do that. However, Lamar Jackson, he cannot because he doesn't need to. Like He can just run and bob and weave around people, and he can trust in the athleticism of his wide receivers to catch up to the ball that he's going to throw. But like – Aaron, like that's the difference between Aaron Rodgers and somebody like Lamar Jackson, and that's why Aaron Rodgers will always be better than him, is because like he's just so much more skilled at the quarterback position, whereas Lamar is just like an unbelievable athlete. Like he could be good at anything. He could be a good wide receiver if he wanted to. Pat Mahomes could be a good wide receiver if he wanted to. But Brady, all he can do is throw because he knows exactly where all of his receivers were going to be. He, to Cole's point, Cole, you're absolutely right. That like he doesn't have enough time. Or he'd never had enough time to figure out, like, Mike Evans is running, or, as a wide receiver. Or Chris Godwin is a wide receiver. But he had Gronk, ironically. He hasn't even thrown to him fucking four times. Gronk's just, just like an lineman for them. <laughs> Pretty much. And he's totally cool with that. But, like, he's much better with Evans. He Evans and that other white guy on the team, those are his guys. Like, he is finding that connection a lot more. 
I'll tell so you I'm what, taking though. the Bucks here. Okay. He has a Sorry. lot of protection in the pocket. And he has he all does. the day daylight in the world to find an open receiver. Like his offensive line is very good. I think most of them are young. That worst guy, oh my god. He he's a tall dude, but he doesn't look it. He's just broad. He did you guys see the the uh the draft tape where he <laughs> he was like jumping out of the shallow end of a pool that was probably five feet high and onto the bank on the Damn. side. Like that dude has serious quad strength. Anyways. So right now I have the Bears as a dog shit offense, but I have them as a top ten defense. And then the Bucks I have as both a top ten offense and defense. So I'm taking the Bucks here and I'm gonna call it like like thirty four twenty one. I think they're gonna kill him. Yes, I'm also taking the Bucks. Um I'm gonna say twenty eight. Oh, gonna, oh they're, they're gonna moiter them, according to you. Mm-hmm. All right, so Cole, what's the next game we got? So that is that we already kind of talked about the Titans Bills. That was the the one of the noon uh, kickoffs. Uh, I guess we can we we talked about that, so we can go to uh, the Texans' first divisional matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, one thing that I will say about the Bills Titans though, that was my game of the week. That would have been a good fucking game to watch. Mm. Well, it is only in doubt as of this moment. It could still possibly happen feasibly. Theoretically, but here we are Thursday. We still don't quite know. It is still possible. I have a question for you guys, real quick. Yes. How many more positives are we going to get before game day? Uh, <laughs> over under five. That's over. a scary I'm going, thought. I'm taking, going <laughs> over. I'm, I'm taking that under. over for sure. For sure. I think there'll be like odds. All right. three or four that'll come out of the woodwork before. But I digress. Oh, man. Well, we'll see uh, if any of the Texans or Jaguars come up with oh, them. Man. I guess I don't know uh, that they would. But, yeah, so uh, like I've been saying, uh, Bill O'Brien can't be both a head coach and a GM, and he was just fired from uh, both of those duties here earlier this week. So, uh, boys, thoughts on the Bill Belichick? As my friend Jeff Rizzotti would say. Ooh, see ya. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> uh this is my toilet bowl game of the week. Jaguars, Texans, by far. Um, <laughs> both teams are coming off bad losses, and the Texans just fired their head coach. Uh, the Jaguars were a toilet bowl like team to begin with. They just kind of won week one against Phillip Rivers, and then they were like, holy shit, we could do this. No, you can't. We all know that now. Um, the Texans are easily the worst declining team in the league. Um, Houston is favored by six at home. I'm taking the Jaguars. Like, I think they're going to win. I think the Texans are <laughs> that bad. I think don't, they are that bad. Don't cut out this... Romeo Cornell, though. He's proven at uh, the level. I, yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> this is a... I don't hate the energy behind a new head coach either. You know, obviously, uh, it also came out Bill O'Brien had a couple of shouting matches with some of those guys, which is should have been no. Can you imagine getting into a shouting anybody, match but, with JJ Watt? Because uh, I cannot. No, fuck no. <laughs> I would. Oh my god. Go the other way, Good even if god. I am the coach on that team. <laughs> I would. Oh my god. 
Dude, I saw a video. I saw a clip of him recently Jesus. on the ice. He was playing Jesus hockey because he grew up in Wisconsin. So obviously he can skate. Dude, he took a clap bomb, and oh my god, I would run. I would get out of the rink. Like I, that I would dude is a terminator. Him on the ice, like no shit. Uh, so this game is going to be either like in the forties, or it's going to be like no. seventeen to ten. Either way, this game that is going to suck. This game is going to suck either way. Um. So for Houston, like I guess Fuller is still around. Like, uh, uh, is that his name? Yeah, he, yes, he's Fuller the fourth. Yeah, um, fifth. Throw the ball fifth. more than you run the ball because the Johnson guys that are behind Watson suck. They're they're David not doing very well at all. Um, for Jacksonville, I think they're going to win solely because like there's a fire in Houston. Like they, they're, they'll just capitalize on the Texans imploding on themselves. So if you play aggressively, you'll beat them. I think it'll be that easy. Yeah. This game is going to suck. Who are you taking, Scott? Hmm. I don't know. I feel like the Texans could feel liberated under a new head coach that just gets the offense because wasn't he the offensive coordinator? Uh, I don't know. What was what was his position in New England? I'm talking about Romeo Cornell. He was. Yes, he was. What was his position in New England? Holy shit! Yeah, no, no. That... Bro, what? He was with. He was. He was a part of that yeah, dynasty. He was here dude. from 01 to 04 as a defensive coordinator. Like. Oh, so the OG wow. dynasty. Whatever. No big deal. Well, he was the assistant before he got named head coach. So I guess that counts for something. Like, I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions is that a defensive guy just doesn't know how to call an offense. Well, he shouldn't have to if he's a defensive coach. Like he would, but he you would know what hire I'm saying, an offensive like, coach. You, you need plays. like a level of understanding of both sides of the ball to do one thing specially. Like I'm just saying. Exactly. So why would I'm not talking him specifically? I'm just saying guy. in general how people scoff at the guys who in general got hop you. around from each side of the ball, like on a on a coaching side. Like I, I just feel like that's one of the biggest misnomers is that somebody can't call a good game. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Well, um, I am going to take the Texans as well, feeding off that uh, new energy that we were talking about. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know what the score is going to be. I don't really foresee it being a very high-scoring game. Uh, I would say 30 points total maybe, but uh, it's going to be a barn burner. Uh, Rams, Bengals, thoughts? Any? Uh, I'm sorry, Ravens, Bengals. I'm sorry, another divisional Burrow's matchup. Bengals at the Ravens. Uh, yeah, that guy has no protection. You think so? And he has nobody to throw it to besides Tyler Boyd, and that is just nothing. Oh, he's got AJ. Yeah, but he's old. He's not going to stay there more than two more seasons. He's still got it, I think. He's old. He's still got it. He's old? He's still got a little something. Um, so the Bengals are coming off their first win. Very good to hear. Like to like to see it. Uh, everybody knew that the Ravens were going to fuck around with the Washington football team, but I've been hearing – reports that Lamar is not 100%. I think he got banged around a little bit. 
Um, Baltimore is favored by mm-hmm. 13 at home. Yep. Not enough. Uh, should be interesting to see Burrow with a little more confidence after his first win. Uh, for the Baltimore, I would highly recommend that you keep finding – oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. i got to go back to the previous game first. I just want to uh, – no, 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 no. Sorry. I want to just double check. Yeah, uh, the, yeah, I think the Jaguars are going to win. Just wanted to reaffirm that. Um, so I think if you're Baltimore, keep finding Mark Andrews. That tight end is definitely doing the damn thing. And let Ingram run more right up the middle. And I think it would be kind of cool to see Lamar do a dick dance over everybody on the defense. That would be awesome to watch. Um, as far as the Bengals, I want to see Joe Mixon do for like 500 yards. He's kind of the man. I really love watching him. Um, the Ravens I have is a top top ten offense and a top five defense. Like I think that I think this is going to be a big week for the Ravens defense. They, like if they do really well, they might be like number one. Like they're very very. They good. need to beat up on a small team like that coming off that Kansas City loss. Yeah, they need to. Yeah, they can't beat a big no. team. They're going to be they're like. It's going to be – once they – I have a weird theory about them, but, like, they're, if they beat, like – the first time they beat a real big team is going to mean more to them than it would any other team. Because if Lamar can do it during the regular season, and if he can do it in the postseason, he needs both of those things to happen in one season because he hasn't done it yet. And if he does it, then, like, they're on the way to the Super Bowl. Until then, they're dead in the water. Big but, trust. Woo-woo. They have a their own podcast now. Do you know that? Him and Cameron Hayward. Yeah, he's a beast too. I fucking love. He's a he's just the. Yeah, man. remember that photo of him looking up at uh, who is it? At? No, Cameron Jordan. Sorry, Cameron Hayward's on the Chargers. Ingram was looking at. Uh, there's a meme going around the internet of Ingram looking up at. I think it's the guy in the Titans, the running back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was at Bama, Derrick Henry. Yeah. Yeah, he was the honorary captain or whatever. He came yeah. out. Derrick Henry dwarfed Mark Ingram. I love Derrick Henry. Uh, I'm taking the Ravens. Uh, I'm taking that 14, 13 point spread. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, 37 to six. Yeah, that's a lot. I think the I think they'll score. It's going to be a lot too little. That's definitely a lot. Um, yeah. Um, so I think we're all taking the Ravens. You're- but the only game that I have this week where I'm betting against the spread is the Jaguars. And ironically, it's the worst game of the week. So, um, what do you got for the next one, Coley? So, we were at uh, Panthers, Falcons. This game's going to be good as fuck to watch. Yeah, 100%. You think so? Um, I'll tell you why. So, are, like, are, yeah, the Panthers good? They're getting better. Uh, they're coming up really, really good win, and uh, the Falcons got schedule fucked. Like they, they've they've played the MVP, the other MVP, um, the three and O Bears, and they put up thirty nine against the Cowboys. Do not let them. I mean, there's still a lot of talent on that team. They don't have the bones to t- go the distance, but they're still like. It'll be interesting. And another way to, like, further prove my point is that Atlanta is favorited by only two at home. Like, these teams are very, very, very close to each other as far as competitiveness. So, like, it's going to be a good game to watch because the Falcons desperately, desperately, desperately need a win. 
And the Panthers, the Panthers need one too Desperately. because like they're trying to prove to everybody that they don't need McCaffrey. And Bridgewater, even though I said he, he's still not the guy, definitely still not the guy. He's getting a lot more comfortable, um, and he's picking up the slack that other people, well, like that McCaffrey would have provided. So, if you're the Falcons, you got to find Ridley and give the ball to Gurley more. And the defense is still a fucking joke. You need to figure it out because Teddy will find a hole, and he'll find his receivers like Robbie Anderson, who's still pretty good. And he's going to keep feeding that running back, and they're going to walk all over him if they don't figure it out. Um, Panthers and the, the Falcons have the second worst defense in the league. So, like, if the Panthers can figure it out early, then it's going to be a long day hmm. for them, like a real long day. Yeah, I have. Yeah, shoot. Well, I do I have, have the, the Fal- Panthers on the, the road Falcons, as well, but and I think it's going to be won by a field goal. Like, it's going to be close. Damn. Scoop, you're going to be a tiebreaker for you got Panthers-Falcons. Falcons. I mean, they've, they've had a lot of bad Bang! games lately. Oh, sorry. And I just don't know if that's a product of Matty Ice getting old with Julio in an aging like team. But I don't know. I feel like they could just pull one out of their ass here and there and like, really, really go after a team's defense. Should be a good one. That two point spread is uh is enticing. I guess it it should be a good one. But uh, another uh, divisional game. Here we go. Still in the news slot. Raiders and the Chiefs. Uh, I guess I'm not sure if this one will be quite as close as Panthers Falcons. But uh, what what do you got on um, the Raiders and so Chiefs? The Chiefs there, coming right? off a hard fought win against the Pats D. And let's let us let we're, this is a Patriots podcast. Everybody knows that. Um, let's talk about how. If you have Cam Newton on that team, we win. If Brian Hoyer never stepped foot on that fucking field, we win. I hate that guy so much. No, I don't think I hate him. Brian Hoyer. I don't think it was all pretty his fault. Bad. I just think whoever we sent out there was going to get pass rushed a lot in the first quarter. Oh my god, man! He. But don't you think oh, Cam yeah. can handle yeah. that rush better? Cam maybe if Cam, Cam would be better than now. Brian Hoyer and Jerome Stidham, if that if that matter. Yeah, Cam wouldn't he wouldn't even been, have been in the pocket that long. No, he, we we would have scored three more times than we had had Brian Hoyer not been on the field. Jared Stidham he sucked too, but like I don't expect. I mean, he was it. supposed to score at least fourteen um, points anyways. But so, but point being is that right. the Chiefs defense have not been looking good lately. The, the Chargers held them pretty steep. We held them pretty steep for the talent. They're, like, for the talent that they have, they, sh- they should be blowing everybody out of the water. Um, and the Raiders came off a loss. So, KC mm-hmm. is favored by 13 at home. That's a lot. Um, definitely could see it happen. Mm-hmm. Might be a decent game because the Raiders are actually figuring it out, kind of. And the Chiefs have been – the defense has been, like, kind of lacking. But, I'm like – They've been holding them to low numbers, so I guess the offense has to do better, which sounds weird because it's Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Hartman. But, like, they sh- am I wrong that they should be putting up serious numbers and they're not? Like, I, I mean, like look at the scores in the running game. I think so. No, that Edwards Hilaire guy is He's a good. Yeah, he's good. He wasn't against us. We, Dude, we squashed him. Yeah, they did a good job containing. Him. Yeah, we did. I love to see it. Um but keep throwing a Tyreek Hill, keep throwing a Hartman. He's really good. Um, Watkins, like, 
this is like I said in the first episode of that we were doing of these NFL roundtables is that once you find like you got to find Hopkins in the first four games, because then he's done. You're not going to find him the rest of the season. Um, Tyrion Matthew, he's one of the best players in the league. You got to fucking relax, man. Like, stop getting these PIs because you got two of them against the Pats and they were completely unnecessary. So if you don't do that against the non-existent uh-huh. receivers that the Raiders have, then you should be fine. But um, keep finding Josh Jacobs on the Raiders' side and run the ball as much as possible. Um, I, I think, like, I'm taking the Chiefs all, all, all day, but it might be a better game than you think. Yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs. Uh, I, I see you there, too. Yeah, it could be a better game be, just because it's a divisional game, and, and I feel like those teams always play play well against oh, each yeah. other. But Chiefs by yeah, I'm taking the probably Chiefs, dude. How about you? 7 or 14. Um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like Carr has been cranking out some gutsy wins, but I just don't see them scoring more, simply put. All righty, well, uh, we'll move on to the Cardinals and the Jets. Uh, New York is one of two teams who have benched their starting quarterback. I guess Sam Darnold's is more because of injury, maybe. But um, Cardinals, Kyler Murray, you know, they've, they've been doing things. But uh, they're going on the road, so uh, I'm taking the Cardinals on the road. But, Evan, what are your what Oh, are your, I want to go uh, back real quick. So here. I have the Chiefs as a top – no, the Chiefs are a top 10 offense, and they're Sorry. a top five defense. So, I mean, they, their defense is really good. I just think that they could do better. I don't know if that makes any sense. And then the Raiders – the Raiders are a top 10 offense. They actually do – they do pretty well. You probably just never hear about it. Um, so the Cardinals, on that same token – they're pretty average, and the Jets are the worst team in the league. They are a dumpster fire. Um, Jets suck. Cardinals aren't that much better. Everybody's off the Cardinals train now. They got put right in their place, right where they deserve, right next to the right next to the Bears. Uh, however, they're favored by seven on the road. That's not very much, considering that they're playing the Jets. And uh, this game is a game that I'll nap through. This game is utterly meaningless unless the Jets win. Because this win isn't going to do anything for the Cardinals. Um, Kyler should run all over them. Should be a huge game for Hopkins. And the defense should be screwing up Joe Flacco, who will be starting in this game. Um, For the Jets, like, you suck. Give up. But in other words, keep it as close as possible. Like, that's that's the only advice I have for them. Keep it close. People will be impressed if you lose by five. Like, that. that's all I have. I genuinely don't understand why New York isn't a football town. Scoot. Like, no, but like, think about it. When we were growing they up, suck. they had the Giants, and like, they were almost up there with the Cowboys of the NFL. But just since then, there's just been such a lack mm-hmm. of interest, not only from like the fans, but just from the 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 GMs that go out and spend this money on aging superstars like Flacco and Le'Veon Bell. Like, you're not creating a sustainable environment with those guys at the face of your franchise. So I don't know. I don't know what's happening in New York football, but Kyler is the truth. Kyler is the truth. I don't hate it. Yes, I still do. Remember when people wanted him to go play well, baseball? That would be cool. I still want him to play down the road, I guess, but he's still, yeah. he's still got a lot of work to do on the football field, I guess. But, uh, 
Yeah, I'm taking the Cardinals. I don't know if I already said that. I don't know what the score is going to be. Eagles, Steelers. Yeah, that's my totally bullet game of the week uh, going on. The Steelers. Eagles, Steelers. Uh, in Pittsburgh. In the 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 Steel City. Uh, are the Yinzers uh, going to yep. take it So Steelers are coming off their unanticipated bye week. And the Eagles are coming off their first win against another declining team in the NFL. So Pittsburgh is favored by seven at home. Um, Steelers are going to be very well rested and should walk all over the Eagles. Um, the Eagles desperately need another win, but they're not going to get it. Um, feed James Conner, feed Juju. It's going to be cool to watch them walk all over the defense and the Eagles. Um, Wentz is struggling. He's Philly is kind of just jumping all over him when it's really not his fault that he doesn't have any weapons. Um, this is a, this is another instance where, like, if the Eagles keep it close, it'll be a good day for them. Um, the Eagles are really bad, and the Steelers are actually pretty fucking good. I mean, I have the Steelers as a top three defense in the league. Like, they are very, very good. I feel like this is going to be closer than a lot of people are expecting. Scooter? Because I feel like both offenses are kind of stifled at the moment. Um, I I, I don't feel like Juju's off to a great start to the season. Um, I also don't think Wentz has a lot to play with at Philly, but I feel like both have above average defenses, at least. And I feel like Philly is definitely going to try to aim to – make a statement because they've been playing very lackluster lately. So I want to say Philly by three. Yeah. Yeah. Philly by three. Philly by three. Lock it. All right. Well, I'm going to break the tie. I'm going with the Steelers. Uh, I don't think it's going to be quite that close, but it could be a, a one possession game, maybe by uh, eight points. I'm going so 27 21. How did you guys do last week on your picks? Uh, for the third week in a row, I, I got right. 10 picks right. I only got three wrong. So I got 80%. The Oracle which over is better here. Than, which is better than week three, in which I got 50%. So not too shabby. Uh, next game. Yes, so this is the last game of the noon slate, noon one o'clock slate. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams are going to the nation's capital to play the Washington football team. Uh, the hosts are the other team that just benched their quarterback, and that was more because of performance, I guess. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, uh, not only was benched, but had Alex Smith jump him in the depth chart, so now he's the backup to uh, who's going to be starting that game is Kyle Allen. Uh, so I'm taking Kyle, Kyle Allen um, against Aaron Donald. Who you got? That guy was pretty good oh. in Carolina, and I'm really I'm puzzled as to why they didn't keep him around because he played a little bit be- better than Cam did down in Carolina. Um, what? Yeah, yeah, he played a little bit better. Okay. Because Cam couldn't, like, he couldn't run, Towards he couldn't throw, he right. beat up. bad shoulder. You had to, I mean, you had to put that in there. <laughs> because if you're trying to tell me that Kyle Allen was doing better than Cam's career sleep in Carolina, on him. I would have no. no, shit no. myself. I mean, no. No, <laughs> no, Cam and his first few years were, like, untouchable when 
MVP, the, yeah. yeah, with the advent of the mobile quarterback. But um, um, he's got a decent arm. So the Rams, the Rams are coming off an uh, easy win. The Washington fo- football team is coming off a brutal loss. And Cole, to your point, that whole quarterback thing is baffling to me. That I mean, it is it sucks. I mean. Dwayne Haskins was sixth overall in the first round, and he was just com- like, he didn't even want to go there in the first place, and it wasn't a secret. Like he he was that bad, and like he didn't want to go there that badly. So he he, I, and in my opinion, like his attitude kind of killed his career, and even further, like he killed his own career. I mean, like look at Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is on a worse team, and he's making it work. Like he's not miserable like Dwayne Haskins is. So yeah, Kyle Allen deserves that start. Well, well thought out. He should, he should be there. Um, the Raiders, Raiders, the Rams are favored by seven and a half on the road. This is another game that is absolutely meaningless. I mean, the Rams are a top 10 team. In my opinion, they, uh, they have a top 10 defense. Meanwhile, the Washington football team is dog shit. So, like, the only way that this game matters is if the Washington football team keeps it close. That's it. This game does not matter. Um, fucking, what's his name? Uh, what the hell is his name? Blondie. Um, looks like, what's the quarterback's name? Yeah. Keep throwing the ball. And Jerry then Goff. Aaron Donald, I want you to swallow Kyle Allen. You're an animal. Swallow him. Um, football team, rally around Allen. Keep finding Terry McLaurin. Like Terry McLaurin, you're 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 really good. Hopefully, Kyle Allen can make it work for you and just keep the game close. I think this is going to be 27 to 10. This game is going to suck. Yes, I have the Rams here as well. Uh, I think I'm pretty on par with your score as well. Ah, uh, I, 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 I see the new energy with a new quarterback. Like I see the new energy with a new head coach. Um, and like you said, you know, Kyle Allen was pretty impressive, but I'm not sure against that Rams D. So we'll have to see. But uh, that closed out the noon slate. Oh, Anything else on any of those noon games? All right. Moving on to the uh, 305 game there. Uh, it's going to be out on the West Coast Dolphins and 49ers. Uh, mm, I'm taking the 49ers. They're still pretty beat up. I'm not sure if they're still kind no, of. They're definitely not at the level that they're yeah. supposed to be at. But Tend to agree with for that. Right now, they're definitely going like, to still they, be better. They still than have the good Dolphins, bones so. for that team. I mean, even without Bosa, and is, is Garoppolo still going to be out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to yeah. be out. I mean, they're still decent. I think so. Um, San Francisco's favored by eight at home. This is the third game that I'm going to talk about that is absolutely meaningless. Like, it's it's the same thing. Like, you have the, uh, a top 15, <laughs> top 10 team playing one of the worst teams in the league. It's only going to matter if Miami keeps it close. But they could win because, like, who knows if Fitzmagic decides to show up. Like, it, it very well could happen. Well, um, I think the AFC I East like is that pretty wide guy. open at this point. So I like that new guy, that McKinnon guy for San Francisco. He's good. He's like one of the 1,200 running backs that the 49ers have. Um, you got to keep the score low if you're the 49ers. Like, don't let them sneak up on you because you're going to be embarrassed. Um, and the exact opposite for Miami. Keep it close. Let Gaskin run. Find Devontae Parker if you need. But this game is going to be the same exact score as the Rams football team. It's, but they're going to have one more field goal. I had the score at 27-13. 
It's going to suck. And so is this next one that we're going to talk about <laughs> after this. Uh, yeah. Yep. Same yep. exact oh, are, thing. Are you talking about Cowboys Giants now? Oh, very interesting because I feel the like, same way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm taking the Cowboys. So let me take a look here. The Cowboys, top three offense. Their defense, the worst defense in the league. Let me repeat for what I just said to you. They're the worst defense in the league. I'm going to say it one more time. They are worse than the Jets as far as being the worst defense in the league. Uh, I don't know. Hey, Scott, who's got the worst defense in the league? Um, the, the Cowboys. They have the worst defense in the league. Evan? Um, yeah, bullshit. Oh, Dallas. Okay. Um, they got America's absolutely team. sodomized by the Browns in that last game. 49 49- – I don't – we'll talk about this in the next game, but I don't care who you are. If your defense gets 49 points put up against them, you're doing eye squats for, like, six years. That is embarrassing. Um, the Giants, oh, however, are I the squats. worst defense in the league. So, if there were if there were a game that were meaningless <laughs> more so than any other game this week, it is this game. The Cowboys need a win more than they need air to breathe. And um, the Giants' defense has been slightly improving, but not very much so. So if I'm the Cowboys, score as much as humanly fucking possible and let Zeke run up the entire middle of the field. Um, if I'm the Giants, score close. Score at least once. And you'll be have a glowing reputation if you score at least once against the worst defense in the league because they are more of a dumpster fire than the Jets. Like, depending on – it could be a coin flip between those two dog shit-ass teams, but, you know. Daniel Jones has some – That's just my, that's just my un, un, unbiased opinion. What? Daniel Jones has some surprisingly good wheels. Like, that guy is – he's he very does. athletic, and he doesn't look like the mouth breather that Eli Manning was. Like, he's not – he's not the true pocket passer that he was, <laughs> which I do appreciate. It, it, he is kind of exciting to watch, too, like – Move around in the pocket. He can sneak the ball for like three yards if he needs. But yeah, tall, lanky guy can eat up a bunch of yards with those long ass fucking legs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got the Cowboys. Not going to be close. Uh, anything mm-hmm. else nope. on uh, that here. game up there in Dallas? All righty. Well, uh, we'll go on to the game that we'll probably talk about the most: is the Patriots and Broncos. Uh, I guess so. Kind of going back to the COVID stuff, right? So, so Steph, Stephon Gilmore tested positive. This game is still to be uh, to be scheduled played, to be played regularly scheduled. I guess is the proper way to say that. Um, as of today, Thursday, record day, we're here on October eighth. Uh, Patriots and Broncos are still going to play in Foxborough. No, no, I think it might be too soon. Is Cam going to be back? Uh, we still don't know. No, it's no. got to be Stidham. Stidham. Is Brian Hoyer really going to go out there and take snaps again? He's got to be our guy. Is Jared Stidham going to fucking play snaps? Are you kidding me? I don't feel great he about putting it. my faith in him, but, I mean, I, I feel like – That scares me. Like we've seen in years prior, even with Brady here, it's mostly a system. And I think whoever is in that position is meant to win in a way. So here is one thought that scared me as well that I saw a friend of ours say, not a friend of yours, a friend of mine, I guess. But the scary thought is that, like, right, the right. Patriots almost went into the season without Cam Newton, right? Like, that was a late signing. So, like, we were planning on 
Jarrett Stidham and or Brian Hoyer being the guy. But that just goes like, to that, show how much faith they have in Bill. I never thought of that. Oh. Right, dude? Like, if like going into it before they signed Cam, yeah, so like, on ninety-eight-five is like, like, oh, Jared Stidham's the guy. I got a like, guy believe inside Stidham. The oh, guy. do you? He's the one that we want here, being the face of the franchise. Like, how can you say that? I mean, Zoe, I love you, but like, it, it's got to be anybody here, and we've all known that the Pats are opportunistic, and they feed off of what is available at them, and they clearly went after this, like they did with Antonio Brown. I think the verbal meme is that dog who's drinking coffee under fire, and it's like, oh, this is fine. That That is the Pats with Jared Stidham. So, like, if we oh, didn't have any other that. choice, we would obviously go with Stidham and be like, oh, yeah, Stidham's <laughs> our guy, Stidham's our guy. What's annoying about Boston Press is they were like, oh, Cam and Jared Stidham are now going to have a one-on-one debate. On who, no, no, not a debate. They're going to have a, a, a player battle to see who's going to be the starting position. Dude, it was always Cam. The fuck are you talking about? Like, it was always Cam that was going to be the starting quarterback. But um, you got to at least say that, right? It's, it had to be at some sort of competition. Obviously, we knew Cam was going to win, but I didn't put up a fight until he got Could have been right. James for all we so, um, Didn't help anything. That would have been cool. That would have cool. thrown for like 20 interceptions in two Ugh. games. But he would have had like a thousand yards. Yeah. <laughs> um, so New England is favored by three at home. This game might suck without Cam and Gilmore, but uh, you got to start Stidham, <laughs> run the ball as much as possible, and avoid him throwing it. Start both the McCourty twins the entire game to pick up the slack for Gilmore. Um, for the for Denver, keep throwing to Judy because Judy is going to be a problem. Um, and so is Melvin Gordon. But if you stop Melvin Gordon on the line, I mean, if you stopped Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on the line, you can definitely stop Melvin Gordon. Um, you, you're going to have to stop the run against us because James White, Jonathan Taylor, Damian Harris. Damian Harris is a beast. Absolute animal. Uh, you got to stop those three guys. He's and you got to stop Perky, too. So we're going to win. Boys, we're going to win. Harris is like 6'4", right? We're going to win. Yeah, he's a He's a big dude, boss. I love that guy. Um, but yeah, it, we're gonna win. Don't never you fret, boys. We'll be all right. Um, twenty-four. What's the score? Us. You know, I like that prediction a lot. Scoot. And I'm not just being lazy here, but I'm gonna piggyback off that. I appreciate you. <laughs> Re. <laughs> Last assignment. Per my last email. <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, it's going to be good to see uh, the Patriots back in Foxborough at Gillette Stadium, so that'll be good. Uh, I, I'm taking them 30-14. to 14. Um, The other game in the 325-425 slot is the Colts in nope. Cleveland. Did anybody no, else really. have anything on Pat, Pat's Broncos? Uh, this is okay. the game of the week. What are your thoughts on Colts Browns? This is my then? game of the week without uh, Titans to <laughs> Titans Bills. Um, the Colts are coming off a good win against a bad team, but they're three and one. The Browns are coming off a fantastic blowout game against a top tier offense, and they scored forty nine points against the, the America's team. I do not care who you are if you could score, and I don't care who you did it to. If you score forty nine points against the team, you deserve to be a top ten offense, and like. 
OBJ was out there flying. Jarvis Landry was out there throwing flea flickers. The defense was firing on all cylinders. Baker had confidence. This team, uh, Chubb, and even though he got hurt, he still produced like a motherfucker. And the old Kareem Hunt is 100% back. The Browns' defense sucks, but like their offense is finally working after three long years. And you can tell by the way that OBJ was conducting himself in the press conference and during the game that he's finally actually happy to be playing for a dog shit team that has been terrible in the years past. But the the three and when when the Browns are three and one, the NFL is in a good spot. So, right, like we were just yes. finally applauding them for being over. This is going to be a very very close here we are. They're playing so the game in, of the week. Uh, Indianapolis, I finally fixed it this week. Is favored by only one and a half on the road. Hey, um, both teams are three and one. Wow. The, if the Browns win, this would be phenomenal for the sport of football. This is going to be a really 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 close competitive game. And I am taking the Browns. I think that I am saying right now, and like, listen, this is a Patriots podcast. I'm a Tom Brady fan. I do not like Phillip Rivers. I think he's a loudmouth fuck. And I think that he has way too many kids. His, his bullshit trash talk is like laughable to watch at. It like makes you want to claw against the blackboard. But he's a fraud. He's not a good quarterback. He's no. never been a good quarterback. And the only reason that he's a pro bowler is because he has a lot of yards, but it doesn't matter unless you have wins. And that is certainly something that he does not get under tight conditions. I'm going to say something. They haven't played. They haven't played a real good team. And I think the Browns are going to win. So Scott, what were you going to say? I have a comparison for Phillip rivers. Um, So what you got his equivalent in the MLB is probably Hunter Pence because both of them have been somehow playing for, 14 15 years and they both have the mechanics Ever. that look like they don't belong in professional in their respective professional sport like they both throw <laughs> sidearm little wonky i like that i don't know like so dirt dogs so i was gonna say kind of lanky uh, dudes i, I was gonna say he reminds me of sunny gray like someone who's been in the league forever but like he may have hmm. some sort of a semblance of wins, but like he doesn't have good stats, like at all. He's been good. He doesn't have good like, team stats. He's just a total fraud, right? And yeah. still kind of a journeyman, right? Like he's like been to a bunch of places. So, one thing that I will say about these two teams matched up is that the Browns, I have any team who scores that many against, like I said, I have them as a top ten defense. I mean, a top 10 offense. Their defense sucks. They're very, very bad. Their their offense is as good as their defense, if that makes sense. No good, very bad. So the Colts, their Colts, their offense is bad. Their defense is the top defense in the league. Mark my words. Their defense is ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. If they're not the top defense, then the Steelers are. But because of the bye week, I can't make that comparison. So if I'm the Colts, I'm going to let my defense attack Baker and not mm-hmm. let him get confidence right off the bat. And I'm going to try to find those offensive weapons more. And I'm going to try to make it work because Rivers has done that slightly, but not to the semblance that Baker has. So for if I'm Baker and the Browns, I'm going to score, 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 just like last week. Because if you can do it against the Cowboys, you could do it against the Colts. Like it, I'm taking the Browns all day. Who you guys got? 
Bet Brown's offense. I'm taking the Browns 40 to 34. I'm going to take uh, – I'm taking the Browns 30 to 23. Not even – like, I had that written down. I'm not saying that to, like, contradict your score. I swear to God. I'm <laughs> um, not sure as to what the score is going to be. Score, I can Scoot? see both teams scoring over 30 points each. But um, I'd give the Browns the edge here. I, I really feel like having two running backs out of the backfield at the same time out of that um, jumbo spread – that really opens up a lot for them. And they've got some very good pieces to play with OBJ and um, who's the tight end? Uh, Austin Hooper. Hooper. No, no, no. Is that, is that where he landed? Jack Doyle. No, that is. That is. Austin that Hooper, is yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a real good solid team. Yeah. You're thinking of Njoku. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways. Yeah. I want him in a yeah. Pats uniform. Well, Going to be a good one to close out that uh, 3.30 slate. Uh, I guess, uh, well, I was going to say something else. But Vikings-Seahawks uh, on Sunday night. Uh, I guess I don't quite know how bad teams end up in primetime yep. games. But you think? Uh, I don't think there's going to be a very close one. Yeah. I'm taking the Seahawks at home. I Vikings, think it'll be close. They just got their I first one of the season the last week against a winless Texans team. I mean, they might yeah. put up 14. Uh, sorry, sorry. I feel like they still have Dalvin um, Cook out of the backfield. Like, he's still a very good piece to have. That. Uh, I was going to say, I, I have the score as 34-27 Seahawks. Because I think, the like, Dalvin Cook is going to do some work. And if not him, then Madison off the bench is going to run all over them. But uh, Seahawks are favored by seven at home. Vikings are coming off the win against an imploding team. And the Seahawks are coming off an expected win. So it should be somewhat of a blowout. Uh, the Vikings still have a lot of work to do until they're considered legit, like at least in my opinion. And I'm looking forward to seeing Metcalf go for 300 yards. Uh, my score prediction is similar to the other one. I'm going to say 30 to 14. Right. Yeah. 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 Seahawks. Yeah. All right, so let's do this last game. All righty. So this is my game of the week. Uh, Chargers at Saints. Uh, after just dueling with Tom Brady, <laughs> Justin Herbert has to go play Drew Brees. Uh, uh, I, think you, gonna I, no yeah, I didn't even consider there, that until you, you just think? said it. You might have a point. You definitely might have a you point. Um, New Orleans is favored by seven and a half at home. I'm still taking the Saints, but I'm you're I'm thinking it's going to be a shootout. Like it could be actually pretty close. Mm-hmm. I love watching Camara. I can't wait to see him play again. They mm-hmm. really got to start giving Herbert some confidence with slinging the ball here. Like they really have to come out slinging. Yeah, yeah, I don't see them relying on the run game. And capitalize on what they and did last Isn't, uh, what's-his-face hurt, Eckler? Yeah, Eckler, who's his supposed to be hurt, I think so. I don't so. think it's, like, a well-known name. Uh, who knows? But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. give it a hoodie Allen there. Yeah, but I'm definitely taking the Saints. Yep. Uh, my score prediction is going to be, uh... I was going to say 48. I'm taking the Saints. I'm going to say it's going to be 42 to 38. I like it. 48. Is that possible? <laughs> yeah. Two field goals and a safety? 48. Sure is. Uh, so there was a little bit of controversy, I guess, last night in uh, – where were they playing? They were in Dallas. They are in Arlington. Uh, the Dodgers and the Padres. Uh, so Cody Bellinger broke the internet, robbed a home run off of Fernando Tatis Jr., 
later in the game. Uh, actually, no, I'm sorry. That was that friend. play. Bruce Dargat Gratterall, sorry, friend of the program, Bruce Dar Gratterall, uh, threw his glove in celebration to his dugout. Uh, and Manny Machado, Johnny Hustle, uh, basically told him to go fuck himself. So uh, that was my that was one thing that I saw was that okay if we're letting the boys play, we're only letting the pitchers the batters play then because they can they can bat flip they can do that. But as soon as the pitcher celebrates, I think the, big the bat out, flips are so good for the told sport. Told to go fuck himself. Like, like what the fuck is they that? They get Scott? so much traction on social media, like the way that. I don't know, a celebration in soccer like spreads around social media. Like I, I feel like they shouldn't discourage that, especially from the pitcher's perspective, mm-hmm. because keep in mind, you have to go back and throw and you have to show that you're not a head case because that always works in your uh, works to your detriment. But um, I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think about the bat flips? Do you think they're disrespectful? 100%, but I love it. Hell yeah. Fuck sportsmanship. Are you kidding me? It's, I love seeing that. It's like it's like pimping it. It's so sick. <laughs> I know a good no-doubter home run and a solid bat flip, like looking at the dude's dugout, like that fires me up. <laughs> but it's just the other side of the coin, right, where, where the batters can't get pissed off when the pitchers strike them out and give them fist pump to their dugout. And, and all that stuff. So Speaking I, of high school baseball. Let the boys play. Paul, uh, just let the boys Cole, play. Cole, you remember that game we played against our Crosstown rivals, uh, the first <laughs> game at Fino? Do you remember how that kid slid into second base, like, through uh, the mic truck? Yes. Arrow load? <laughs> I think the inning after, I, I hit a ball. Oh, to the my fence God. And I, I, I pimped it. I thought it was gone. <laughs> and. I was rounding first base and I saw that it landed on the ground. I'm like, nothing oh, leaves Fino Park. And I just put things into second gear as as fast as I could at the time. But <laughs> I slid into second base <laughs> on a non contested <laughs> ball. Oh man, damn! Well, I'm watching the oh, Astros man. right now. And speaking of bad flips, Carlos Correa just hit a three run home run to give the Astros a 5-3 lead in the bottom of the fourth. And uh, he took a few steps out of that, the batter's that box. That team is on a mission right at now. his dugout and then just flipped the fucking thing. So, uh, are, 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 we, are we an Astros podcast? Missile. We could be. So. Red Sox podcast? Well, we got one, one out of three I like three Slam Diego, Astros. though. I mean, I like, like we said, they're, they're the pick. Yeah, so... Exactly. So they're gonna okay, and I'll just be happy the World Series. Baseball. I'll be everybody. Have a good time. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Hell yeah. I will. I hope they go seven games. Big point, screw but, you tour right uh, now. <laughs> it seems to be that way. Uh, they are on the verge of Maybe winning that game. Again. So here we are in the fourth inning. Uh, with a little bit to go. It wasn't it should be the perfect with. time for them. Uh, yeah, could be. Who knows? And the Red Sox. Who knows? No, so it, it the wasn't Yankees, but, you know. Um, uh, yeah, so that was some baseball talk. Evan, uh, do you want to get to Evan's random question of the right. week? Um, I'm going to list a bunch of players, and I want you guys to tell me whether or not they may or may not be still in the league. Geno Smith, G- football. 
Geno Schmidt. Okay, what sport? Okay. He's in the league. Wow. Not in the league. He's the backup for the Seahawks. He got me there. <laughs> Nathan Peterman. Oh, not in the league. He's a backup for the Raiders. Definitely not in the league. Jason Witten. <laughs> yep. Richie Incognito. He is, he's on the Raiders. He's tired. He's wow. on the Raiders. He's somewhere. AJ McCarron. <laughs> nope. He's on the Texans. Oh, he's a broadcaster. <laughs> Jason Witten. Trevor Simeon. Oh. <laughs> I have no idea. Trevor he is on the Simeon, practice squad uh, for the Titans. I'm saying no, he's not in the wow. league. Yep. <laughs> that barely Sean McCoy. He's probably got COVID, too. What the fuck? Yep. He's Jason Pierre-Paul. He's in Tampa Bay. He's in Tampa. <laughs> yep. He's All in Tampa. With eight fingers. Nice. Josh Rosen. Tampa. Practice squad for Tampa. This is one of my favorites. <laughs> John Franklin III from Last Chance U. I didn't watch that show. Ooh. He is a practice squad wide receiver I don't, underneath I don't know. Tom Brady on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mike Glennon. Oh, wow. He is a backup quarterback. No chance. He's still in the league. No chance. Wow. Matt Schaub. His game is rigged. He is the backup quarterback. No, so no. So no. everybody is just in the league. Case Keenum, what? stop it. Stop it. Case Keenum. Stop it. The Cleveland no Browns. Way. Where is he the backup quarterback? That's how is Brady Quinn not still playing? This is this game is rigged. I don't know. Great question. But Josh Norman. He's gotta be on the practice squad. Yes, he is. John uh, Norman is in Buffalo. That dude is retired. He better be. He's on the Giants. No way. <laughs> and the last one, this is my personal favorite, <laughs> Josh McCown. Where is Philly. he? He is not only signed to the Philadelphia Eagles, but he is uh... on the practice squad and will never suit because he lives in Texas and he's literally just a guy that they call for support. Like, that is oh. his role. Gotta love oh it. That God. was my random question. Is that I I like spent like an afternoon being like, wait a minute, he's still in the fucking league? Like what? Chino Smith? Are you kidding me? That was a good round. <laughs> Did we yeah, pass that? Wow, that is incredible. Yeah. <sighs> Definitely not. No chance. <laughs> oh shit. Well. Uh, I guess we'll wrap up with uh, yeah, I'll go with first. the beer of the week, I guess, boys. So uh, does this anybody is my personal favorite, and you can only find this All like, right. further up the north you get because it's brewed in Portland, Maine. But Allagash White is hands down one of the best beers you can buy. Oh, my God. I do love Allagash White. It's very, very good. I bought that from my ex's dad once, and he threw it away. How so dare he? Guy. Why would you throw up beer? He poured it down the sink. Nice. Why? Like, hi, you're guy. in front of you? Yeah, he, yeah, I don't know. No, uh, I just know for a fact that he did, like, oh. after I left. That's a thick move. Uh, my beer of the week. <laughs> Evan, what is your beer is of the week? going to be Sam's Oktoberfest. That's a good one. Last week, or the last time the three of us got together, it was Shipyard Pumpkinhead, and I'm still on that sad boy season vibe of drinking some pumpkin beer. We still got plenty of weeks left, and, uh, 
I went to a barbecue last week and I got some, uh, just like a six pack. Everybody tried them and everybody loved them. And this is like people in the South who like, aren't really, you know, they're not big fans of drinking flavored beer, but they were like out of any Oktoberfest beer, this was the best beer that they've ever had. Like it was, it was phenomenal. And, uh, also do y'all, do y'all like hard apple cider? In moderation, yeah. It's pretty good, dude. You can't drink yeah. more than three. Mm-hmm. It definitely works every now and then. I bet you he could. <laughs> it's so sticky, though. You could probably shotgun about five or so. No. You could do anything. Definitely not easy, but you could do it. Definitely not going to be feeling good in the morning. But uh, piggybacking off of, piggybacking off of the uh, barbecue talk a little bit there, uh, I'm going back to Buffalo Bayou Brewing Co. Uh, and for their uh, Smoke on the Bayou beer. Uh, Houston's barbecue scene is literally infused in the malt of this beer. Look for huge caramel, brown sugar, molasses, and toffee flavors in the mouthfeel. Mm. Then the smoky subtle cuts the sweetness with a savory balance on the finish. Pairing notes. A three-meat wow. plate of that's mac a and beer. cheese and a heap of slaw. Nah, that's a, that's a Texas beer. <laughs> that sounds like a man's beer. It's got a dope freaking, dope freaking label on it, too. So, um, yeah. So, uh, that was the pod. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at TheTailgateTalk. Hit us up on our website at TheTailgateTalk.com uh, for all of the sports memes and breaking news no, that sir. you eat. Uh, no. Boys, anything else? No, closing that, uh, we started a Twitter trend this week. Oh, we did or do that. You probably saw us on Twitter, so you should probably go give us a follow now. Alrighty, that's uh, that's been uh, yes. our our pod yes, our podcast this week. Thanks for coming by. Go tell your friends if you enjoyed it. Uh, thank you, boys, for for See coming on. You. We appreciate your time, and we'll we'll catch you next time. <laughs> Oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man.